Hi guys, my name is Girish Bali, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. It is great to listen to you guys and all the comments that I'm getting so far from all you guys, good, bad, ugly, either way, it actually makes my show stronger. If you really believe it, I believe it for sure. Because it, if you look look at my episodes from day one till today's date, I have improved a lot from your comments and your feedback. And I salute you and thank you so much for that. So today we have an interesting and amazing episode. Today I have Kate on my show uh, and we're going to talk to you about what her journey is about sisters in service. Yes, you heard me right. Not sisters in service and let's say McDonald's or something. We're talking service. We're talking the country, the U.S. government, the U.S. country. And that's what we're talking about. The services that we should talk about over and over again. It's not a taboo. It's actually a real thing. So, Kate, thank you for coming on my show and thanks for accepting my uh, invitation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for for having me. Um, It's been such a pleasure. I think you and I met on um, Clubhouse, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into the basics of uh, today's topic uh, and what you do and what you don't do and all that crazy stuff we're going to talk about today, uh, what does Back to Basic mean to you? Back to Basics just means, you know, getting rid of all the crap and just, you know, getting rid of all the fluff and just getting right down to the nitty gritty of what you need to do and how you need to do it. There's so much noise sometimes on stuff that you want to do, such as a podcast, Mm -hmm. do this, do that, monetize, do, you know, all of this other stuff that you just need to sit down, get your basics that you need to record and record. The other stuff is going to come later. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again for Kate for coming on my show again and explaining about the basics according to you, because everyone's definition of going back to basics is very different. And I'm glad that you mentioned the way you did. Thank you again. So, so Kate, the, the way I resonated with you on Clubhouse and I said, I need to bring this powerhouse lady into this show, or I should say powerhouse sister into this show. Uh, so tell me, who you are and what you are and explain to people why I brought you here before I get to the details, if you don't mind. Um, well, he- hello, everyone. My name is Kat Corchado. I am a U.S. Air Force veteran. I did 20 years in the military. I was born into the military because my dad was already in the Air Force. And then I not only was I a military brat, but then I, I went into the Air Force And after getting out, I just realized that I was having such a hard time with transition. It was just so difficult to get my feet on the ground. And I thought that I would be one of those. I like to believe that I was one of those um, in sports, you call them a first round draft pick, you know, where people would be throwing money and contracts at me, you know, and the music was playing and the balloons. And yeah, there was none of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And, you know, it, it was disconcerting to me. And so I finally got my feet on the ground and, and, you know, I thought I was the only one. And I started talking to other veterans and realizing that even 21 years later, 
they're still having problems with transition. Mm. And so I started realizing that women were having a harder time than most men, which is how my podcast came to be called Sisters in Service. Thank you so much for that. It, it seems like it's it, it's a taboo topic that we don't talk about much. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we should talk about it. Uh, we all think that back in the 60s when, you know, uh, it was a uh, equality between both men and women, but it looks like it, it's not. And it's still one of those things. And I think we're still struggling with that. And I think it's kind of gone better today. I'm not sure. Uh, you can explain that from your point of view. Uh, mm-hmm. but from what I see, I think I see a lot of leadership going around uh, in this uh, world uh, today. So uh, can you express that uh, feeling uh, back to me there? Sure. There's, I think the, the equality between men and women in the military is getting better. It's still not there. We're having a lot more women um, and minorities in leadership roles, which is great. Um before, you know, when there was a woman in a leadership role, especially when I was in, it was shocking. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, she's in, she's in charge of the, of the squadron, you know, and it was, it was this very cool thing. But I think the inequality is when we get out of the military is that women are not seen as veterans and they're not recognized as veterans and they're, and they're not treated the same way that say a, a male veteran would be treated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it, uh, is it really tough to bring women into the field versus behind the scenes or the other way around? Does that make sense what I'm saying? So let me, let let me rephrase that a little. Let's Mm -hmm. say when I say going into the field, I mean, going out in, in the field outside, uh, to, you know, fight for the country versus being behind the laptop or PC or, you know, whatever we have. Do you think that's where they stand? It definitely is harder. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I was fortunate in the fact that I I had a desk job and that was kind of by accident. Um, I think it's harder for women to go into a combat situation or like going into a different country with, you know, 26 or 30 or 50 men and there's only two women. That's really difficult. In, in so many ways, because sometimes your enemy is wearing the same uniform as you are. And well, that's that's just being real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 Kate, uh, uh, in a side note and a funny note, if you if you think about it, when I actually contacted you and when you were explaining to me and I was reading your website and everything, the first thing came in my mind is uh, Agent uh, Carter in Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Because, because you know what? She's struggling just to be where she is, to be a, a great agent. And she is a good agent. But it seems like men around them is overcharging over her power and not uh, agreeing with her decisions for whatever the decision is. Uh, I don't know. Do you feel that? And do you resonate with that character in some way? I do. I, what I, I think that in the military, women have to be aggressive and be, you know, they have to have a voice because a lot of times women are put in charge of millions of dollars worth of assets and personnel, the majority of them being men. The problem is that when you get out of the military and you go to a civilian job and you're seen as pushy, you're seen as aggressive, or we're seen as very broken. 
And, and, and it's twofold, you know, if they, they don't like you to be pushy and aggressive, you have to be agreeable and nice. Or if you're too, as someone once said, whiny, then they don't like that either. So you're not, you're not fitting the bill, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for that. Um, so Kate, can I ask you one question? The, the podcast that you have, uh, mm-hmm. what is it called again? The sisters, uh, sisters in service. Okay. So what type of clients or what type of guests do you get on on that podcast? The majority of the guests I have are veterans, male and female. Um, Sometimes they're not veterans, but they have organizations that help veterans that I, I have vetted myself and know for a fact that they absolutely do help veterans. Um, And as far as women are concerned, we're talking about all of those things that, that happened to us in service and, out of service. So it could be, you know, just having a hard time making rank or the kind of job that you have and the supervisors you have to deal with to military sexual trauma, maybe even PTSD after service and and getting help with that. So a lot of them are veterans um, that are related to um, the veteran community. Yeah. Is it a big struggle? Um, uh, Are there a lot of females out there with these type of issues? I didn't realize that there was that many. I mean, I've there's more, there's more than you think. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I heard big numbers, but I didn't realize they were more huger than what I was thinking, actually. I think the numbers are a little convoluted only because, you know, back in the day when, you know, military sexual trauma or um, sexual harassment would happen, no one talked about it. So now the numbers are higher only because women are coming forward now and men. Okay. Don't let me let the men out that that's how it's happening to them too. But the numbers are bigger for women only because we're now talking about it and we're reporting it so that things can be, can, can be done to take care of the situation. Yeah. So, okay. uh, Give me one second. I I just want to talk to my audience one second. So guys, the way I'm, getting a sense from Kate is that it looks like there's, there's a lot of struggles for females to get into certain positions in any field. I mean, we're talking army, um, we're talking government uh, positions also, but think about it this way. Even in businesses, we also have trouble getting into a certain position. Now, I bet you 110% any ladies or any woman, or I should say in this case, any sisters going to any position there are a lot of struggles just to get to their leadership role. Now, that's the same stuff that she's talking about on her podcast. And, it, and honestly speaking, I want to salute all the sisters, all the, the sisters around the world, uh, even in the United States and other countries who are dealing with this type, type of stuff. You know, you hear certain people that they became the first astronaut, they became the first leader of the, uh, the country, or maybe they became the first leader of the, the organization. I want to salute to those people with these uh, type of issues. So, Kate, thank you so much for that. Um, so, when you are a speaker and coaching, what, what type of uh, situations or what type of situations do you get? Speaking mostly um, to women veterans to let them know that they, they aren't by themselves because that's the problems that we feel isolated yeah. and we think we're the only ones that are going through it. And to let them know that you can come out on the other side 
and and there are other women that you could speak to and and call and talk to and and say I'm having a problem with this and it's and it's okay because we've had problems with that. Um, so when I I speak to other groups, it's usually things like that. I would love to get in front of organizations that are thinking about why they should hire veterans, specifically women veterans, and what we bring to the table. And I think that's that's part of the problem is that they don't know what it is we bring to the table and and how we can benefit their organization. uh, Thank you for that, by the way. So is there, um, I I know it's going to sound like a joke, but is there a certain checklist for, for ladies to say that this is what I need to do to apply for these positions? Because it seems like the only criteria is, you know, fitness and health and, and above 18, but I'm pretty sure there's more than that. Right. So, so is there a checklist that people should look for and and aim for that? So then there's no objection to not getting hired in, in the future. You know, it's, it's when you put your resume in, it's like anything else. Everyone looks like they walk on water. On yeah. their resume. Right. And a lot of times, you know, they see, you know, the very first thing that I put at the top of my resume says veteran and how many years, but a lot of times it gets skipped over and they look directly at what the attributes are, what, what you can bring. So veteran isn't one of those key words that people look for or HR looks for. And I think that they should. The checklist should include veteran because we have so much to bring to the table, whether you're male, female, or whatever. It shouldn't matter. There are a lot of things that we can do that they're called soft skills, you know, how we get along with people, you know, how we're trusted, how we can bring, you know, we come to work on time. We don't take a whole lot of breaks. We want to know what the mission is. What do I need to do? How do I do it? Let me get it done. What does it need to be there? Those types of things. But on a piece of, on a resume, you know, it it doesn't look good. I'm always on time. Oh, okay. Well, you're supposed to be on time. (laughs) So a checklist, no, but I think the checklist should include, and this is for all veterans, the fact that veterans should be at the top of the, of the resume and it should be counted as something. Yeah. But I mean, you're telling me the way your example is that it seems like it's backfiring for them, right? In certain places. Is that correct? Yes. People, people don't, when they see veteran, they just, it's, it's totally ignored. Like, let me give you an example. My husband uh, put a resume in for a job and he had um, an interview and the woman just totally glossed over the fact that he was a veteran. She didn't even bring it up. He brought it up and she didn't even bring it up again after that. Mm. And that's, I just think that's very disrespectful, at least acknowledge it, you know, in some form or fashion, And, you know, because a lot of these veterans put a lot of their time, their limbs, some of them put their life, sometimes, you know, some of them have PTSD, they're dealing with all of these other things, but they're still functioning, you know, so, you know, give us a little respect in that, in that fashion. Yeah, thank you so much for that, for all the services that you do. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it today, but it it seems like it needs to be said over and over again, all all over again, but thank you again. So, so. When I apply for a job, I'm just giving you an example. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen people do this. 
there is a section in there that says EEO section, where it tells you that if you're male, female, or others, and then it'll tell you that if you're a veteran or disabled or something like that, right? So do you think that's going to be backfiring when you apply for those type of things? Because then they'll put you in a different bucket? Or do you think that just goes up to the, to the upper list? What are your thoughts on that? I think if you have the qualifications they're looking for, that veteran is absolutely that, that plus. Yeah. Um, but putting it at the bottom in the EEO, I think it should be at the top. Are you a veteran? Yes. Okay. Let's go from there. You know, and if you don't, and I'm not saying that veterans should be hired if they're not qualified. I'm saying that it should be one of those things that you look at that if you have two people with equal, um, I, I think the word you're they can bring to the table the that the veteran should be hired. I think the word you're looking for is credibility. Thank I think, you. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you're looking for credibility. So I, I think uh, people, they don't acknowledge that. I think that's what it is. Um, yeah. So thank you for that. So you have done so much in your life. You've done a podcast, you're a speaker, you're a coacher and everything else. And plus you're coming on back to basics. <laughs> what are you for the next five more years or even 10 more years for you? Uh, well, I, I see myself, you know, I, I love podcasting so much. I just do. I enjoy it so, so much. Um, so I, I continue to do that. Um, maybe even doing another podcast. I would really love to um, being in the fitness industry. So I've been in the fitness industry for 37 years as a personal trainer and 15 of those years are in Pilates. It's been on my heart to work with women in breast cancer. And I just got a scholarship um, to an organization that will help me do just that. So I'm looking to build a community of women um, who have gotten that diagnosis, but before they've actually gone into treatment to get them to get their body stronger, to get their mind stronger, boost their immune system, you know, so that they have the tools that they need to go through that because I've seen it firsthand what radiation and chemotherapy can do to your body. And it, it's, it's not pretty. So if I can get the, to them before that, so in five years, I'm looking to get that up and running and um, just having fun. You know, we don't have fun anymore. Yeah. I want to have fun. <laughs> I love laughing, but to, you know, everything's just, it can be a grind sometimes. And, and especially in the times we're in right now, any chance that I get to laugh, to joke around, to, to be on a podcast and, and, and giggle and, and all of this other stuff and just have a good time, I'm all for it. Well, if, if that's the case, if I threw and say, say a joke, what would you say? Yes, go for it. Go for it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what worse could it be? People will say that, you know, you know it, it, it was really bad, right? <laughs> exactly. We, we don't have too much fun. And I, it, it seems like we just need to go to basics when it comes to these things. Absolutely. So, Kate, thank you so much. Any last words before you leave uh, from this show, show today? I just want to thank you again for the opportunity. And it's just a chance to see the people that I talk to in Clubhouse and here in Clubhouse. I get to see their faces, and that's always exciting to me. Sure. We're in this, you know, time of, you know, people say, oh, I'm so sick of being on Zoom. But to me, 
you know, Zoom is, is still that chance to see people's faces, see their expressions, hear their laugh. You know, it's still a chance to connect and we can't stop connecting. We have to stay connected to each other, no matter how bad it gets out there. There's a chance to connect with someone and and just talk and learn more about people, you know. So just stay connected. Yeah, thank you so much, Kate, for coming on my show and and definitely accepting my offer for coming here. And it's great. And I I, I uh, I'm gonna say it again, but I'm gonna salute you of all the hard work that you have done. And thank you again for uh, coming here. Thank you so much. I've had a great time. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Kate today and we talked about the services of what she's done and what she's doing in the future also, right? And, and that is also needed too. We need to talk about these things. And here's a quote of the day as usual. There is a quote in Back to Basics again. Uh, so the quote is, when a woman knows her rights, how to use them and how to advocate for her rights, she is stronger. And that's the quote of the day. And I'm pretty sure Kate agrees with that. And guys, all I am saying is to respect one another and be together as one big happy family. It does not matter who she, it, or anybody is. We need to respect everybody. So there's one thing that I always say at the end of the episode. Remember, everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys. Guys, you take care. God bless. And keep on commenting as good, as bad, as ugly. Either way, it will make my show stronger day by day. Content will be great. Guest will be great. And always the host is going to be the best. So guys, take care. God bless. And I'll see you next week. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Public and make sure your focus is them, you know, because your agenda uh, should be around this people. You're talking a school, are you talking to small children, are you talking to corporate goers, are you talking to pageant goers? It's going to be a very different audience each time. So you have to annual delivery accordingly, put in public. Well, sometimes the public speaking needs to be natural, right? And uh, I think that's...